Yo. More adventures in audio. Yeah. We just played. Did we learn something this time? Because I feel like most of the time we're like, we did 17 things, undid all of those things, and now it's fine. Well, this is starting to become our thing that we do at the beginning of every episode. Right. But I feel like like we may have learned something. I don't know. We're at episode. You're the audio guy. We're at episode 83, and we're, we're having more problems now than we did at 23. But not as many as we had in like the single digits. Okay, he's very concerned about this. Yes. Do we need to do like this big grand no introduction? Absolutely not. I was asking. I was just asking. Introducing in the one and only. Yeah, who are you? I don't know. Batman. <laughs> Didn't want to say his name, so he's Batman now. Hi, Batman. <laughs> we got to come up with a better name than Batman. Uh, Bruce. 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 <laughs> okay, Bruce. <laughs> he is bald and bearded, so bald it fits. Bald. Ding. He looks like if <laughs> micropenis Josh just kind of let himself go. I like how you, you cut in right as I started coughing. That's good. It's professional. <laughs> That's what I do. Yep. <laughs> I guess I could have said, hey, I'm about to cough. Don't hit record. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest. I'm kind of intrigued by who micropenis Josh is. Uh, what, why do we keep having people on that don't listen to the podcast? I, I don't know. Because that's most people. <laughs> yeah, celebrities <laughs> don't listen to the podcast, right? <laughs> Who did we decide was a huge listener? Uh, lots of people. Uh, don't remember. Do you, does Eli Roth listen? I feel like Eli Roth listened. Maybe. I don't remember. Uh, there was somebody big, like really big, mm-hmm. that we said was definitely a listener. Yeah, because they were narcissistic, and every time their voice was mentioned, they just their interest peaked. Yeah. They actually have like I a mean Google that describes Eli Roth. So they have like an audio Google alert out there for any yeah. time their, ne- yeah. their name. That, is that's really a thing. Like uh, uh, like you see the clips like Daily Show does where they they assemble every time that somebody says something horrible or whatever. Mm-hmm. Every time they use a word or whatever, and it's basically a Google search for audio and for TV well, content. Lexus Nexus probably. That's yeah. probably what they use. I'm telling you, dude, I think it's all the Illuminati. I'm not trying to get too deep here, right out of the gate. But uh, I was trying to buy some luggage the other day. I didn't buy. I didn't look up anything online. I went to go buy luggage at Ross Dress for Less. That's beside the point. The next no, day, tell us more specific okay, details that are relevant. Interesting story. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so I went in there, and they got shoes. What day right? of the week was it? That seems relevant oh, to the story too. It is. It is. I think it was a Wednesday. Okay. Oh, it was a Wednesday, but it felt like a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did. It did. But uh, I started getting advertisements out of nowhere on every one of my apps for hey. You want to buy some luggage? Did you buy the luggage? I bought it. The only the only way I could figure that they traced it is through credit my, card. My credit card, yeah. you know, because I don't think I looked it up. So they immediately they immediately sell your information. Like, it's kind of anonymized, but let's face it, it's not. So like, there is some customer profile out there. It's like, boom, this is this customer. All everything you do online is tied to it, and. Uh, it's sold for a. It's worth about twelve bucks. Right. Yeah. The thing that I always hate is years ago, my wife insisted that I buy a duvet cover for the bed, which I didn't know what that was. But basically, it's a cloth sack that you put your comforter in, mm-hmm. and it's horrible because it the it just ends up going just like a pillow would be in a pillowcase. Yeah. It goes to one side of the pillow. Okay. Mm-hmm. The pillowcase ends up with one side full. Your duvet cover does the exact same thing, right? So we never fucking used it. But to this day, I still get random emails from Amazon. This was years ago. And they're like, 
see our newest listing for duvet covers. Like I'm a big collector. Like yeah, I really want to yeah, know yeah, what yeah. the new. That's a one. Well, we know done. we told you that sh- we told we sold you that cheap shit that uh, always ruffles to one side. Mm-hmm. So maybe you want to buy a quality one, maybe. or I could just hit the microphone like a professional. Maybe. Um, I don't think we actually introduced Bruce. But yeah, we did. We I trumpeted. Sorry, he's Bruce. Uh, and by that I mean he looks like Bruce Willis ate one of us. All right, that's a little, <laughs> a excessive. I mean, I would say that Bruce Willis went to the gym a couple times a week, but you know, just you know. You know, Bruce and I used to go to the gym all the time together. Mm-hmm. That's a true story. How but, did that work out for you guys? It actually worked out great for me. Like, oh yeah, I lost a hundred and some pounds, and I stayed strong. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've gained it all back, but uh, yeah, he was there with me. We we played racquetball all the time when I was at my my nice. at my low, which would have been my is that a low or a high? That's a good question. I feel it's like, a low that makes you high. I feel like we're going south right now. <laughs> no, except you used it right that time. I did use it right. Damn it! <laughs> or did I not mean south? Oh, mm. I don't intrigue. Know I mm-hmm. Inside jokes that Bruce doesn't understand. Uh, so. Uh, I'm laughing though. I'm laughing. So yeah, yeah, Bruce and I have known each other for years. Uh, he's, uh, I know him through Saxophone Ryan. So Saxophone yes. Ryan, <laughs> he just found out that's his nickname. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't use last names. Only mm-hmm. Russ Hall and Justin Daniel were the only ones that get last names. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. And Tom Krosik. And I love because Tom is never Tom. He's only Tom Krosik. Correct. Oh, so we we suck by the way at plugging our own shit. But apparently, I just plug Tom constantly. Mm-hmm. Tom Krosik? Tom Krosik. That sounded awesome, by the way. Uh, oh, that's pegging, not plugging. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can plug also. <laughs> How do you pl- Oh, a butt plug. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. I forgot mm-hmm. about the old handy butt plug. It's my go-to joke. Anytime I see somebody with a fucked up walk, so <laughs> he's got something up there. <laughs> it, it could be an old dude that's had multiple hip surgeries, and I'm the asshole that's like, how big do you think that thing is? You think it's got two ends to it? <laughs> So anyway, it's probably glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a classy dude. Uh, <laughs> so, so Karosik went is, in clear, but it ain't coming out that wow, way. Come on, man. Uh, is opening for Soul Asylum this weekend. That's why I kept seeing Soul Asylum shit on Facebook. Yeah, I was like, why do these people want me to go see Soul Asylum so much? Yeah, so that's a big deal. That's yeah, good, that's cool. Good for him. Uh, Soul Asylum, help me out here. Their hit was uh, "Runaway Train." Yep, yep, yep. Okay, and I Run only knew that because I. I googled it. And I, was like, I don't think I've ever heard this song before. My wife is like, yeah, I, have. I think we might owe them a thousand dollars now. I'm singing it so off key that it's not that it is not legally binding. All of the Google algorithms could not pick that up. There's no <laughs> chance, and they are a multi. They're almost a trillion dollar company, and they don't have a chance there. No chance. Good job, you skirted them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dude. I kilted them. So Remember how he said I don't do really much editing? Well. I'm going to pull that that joke. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and rip that out of there. Um, yeah. So uh, for years, so through saxophone Ryan, you like grew up with saxophone Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. Next door neighbor. Give me a good saxophone Ryan story. One that does not involve all of us. I don't care. Whatever you got. Man, you put me on the spot here. I am, aren't I? Um. <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head, except for the ones that we uh, that we that we go off of. He uh, there was a girl that he was interested in at one point in middle school slash high school, and very very early on, 
where she may have made eye contact with him at one point, he proclaimed to the group, I think she's the one. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and they ended up, I mean, she gave him the time of day for about a week and a half, and, you know, he, he fell deeply in love for another girl, and I think they're still together this I day. forgot about that. That was the thing for a long time. Uh, I, I thought about this time or two. I've never told this story. This was one that I had banked in my head, on, and I'll do it now. Uh, so years later, that same girl uh, had broke up with her boyfriend, and, like, I was we used to have a ton of people come to my, my house and spend the night in high school. So it's like me, saxophone, Ryan, Ben, Tom Karosik, a bunch of people. Right. And the one and not me. And <laughs> you always Thanks do for the invite. You, you, that's a running thing, by the way, is like anytime I'm like, so anyway, I, uh, I had the birth of my youngest son. He's like, you didn't invite me. <laughs> Couldn't help but notice. I didn't get the invite on that one. Because it wasn't as important as your wife. I had my prostate exam last week. <laughs> my uh, my invitation was <laughs> So, anyway, so uh, I'm talking to the one, Ryan, saxophone Ryan's the one, about the breakup or whatever. And uh, I was trying to make her feel better. And I don't remember exactly what was said. And then... Uh, you were like, trying to make her feel better about not winding up with Ryan? No, no, no. This, she like she broke up with another dude. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I complimented her or whatever, and I said, you know, he's he's dumb. He should keep you or whatever, right? Um. So I don't remember how it happened, but we ended up going to the drive-in like a week later, two weeks later. We I think we saw you there. Yep. We uh-huh. saw you there. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's so crazy. Uh, anyway, so. I can't believe that happened in the story I'm telling. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I forgot about that. That wasn't the point. Anyway, uh, so we happened to see see Bruce here uh, at the drive-in, and uh, uh, I'm it's me and my friend that happens to be female going. So what we always would do would be before we go to the drive-in is I would go to get uh, snacks or food or whatever ahead of time. We'd go get a pizza or whatever. And then if we wanted other things, we would get them from there. But we go to the grocery store and we get snacks or whatever. And, uh, like, I put the little barrier between our stuff. And then, like, we get to the drive-in and I'm like, all right, it's eight bucks for me. It's eight bucks for you. We're going to go see this movie. And uh, it wasn't until, like, a year or two later that she referenced, like, yeah, I thought we were going on a date until you made me pay for my own shit. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea we were on a date. You should have just told her you're a very evolved dude. That was a date. It's just, you know, you're very progressive and you don't believe. He's very thrifty. I had no idea. I was genuinely in shock. And uh, here's the punchline to that story. That's the twin sister of the girl that we've told the story about before that invited me to spend the night. And I was like. Why would I want to spend the night in your dorm room with you by yourself? I'm going to go masturbate over here <laughs> after we just made out yeah. uh, and did other things for two hours. Yeah. Why would I want to spend the night later? And it wasn't until 15 years later I put together that yeah. I should not have walked away yeah. from that room. Yeah. Man, you could have you could have had a hat trick there. I don't know. I, so, yeah, that's the one with Ryan. <laughs> Saxophone Ryan. <laughs> no, but um, was it Saxophone Ryan you said? The sax man, he's a, he's a very interesting... He's not cool enough to be called the sax man. <laughs> well, I, I just made him cool enough to be the sax man. I haven't actually talked to Ryan in quite a while. I know he's busy with the... He's got a family and all that stuff, but very entertaining dude. One of the ve- most earnest dudes when it comes to sense of humor. 
Like nothing is going to come out of uh, out of left field. It's very much like I see a fucking punchline. I'm going to go for it right now. You know what I mean? Like he's just one of those dudes. He's a very earnest. Like that's the perfect word for him, I, I, in my opinion. I just think he's just a very earnest dude. That because um, he's scared stupid all the time. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, he's just um, he's a very unpretentious person. You know what I mean? Like he's not putting on airs for anybody. You know what I mean? Which is what I appreciate about you know the people I grew up with. I, I think that are. For the most part, except for the people in this room, myself included. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> that was politician speak right there. I have no fucking clue what you said. Yeah, I know. Look at it. But you definitely feel the air, so he's, good job. He's yeah. trying to make friends with everybody here. Yeah, That's yeah. not the way this works, dude. Oh, you need to Put insult. the baby down. You don't need to kiss it. It's my fine. Bad. My bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, the, uh, the saxophone, Ryan, that uh, I distinctly remember with you, I don't know if we've told this, Ben and I, at one point, uh, we're going through the mall, and there's like the airbrush stations in the mall, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we uh, had airbrushed a, a a license plate with a big heart that said Ryan and Bruce. Nice. And we <laughs> we we went to Ryan's house and like put it on his house, and then put Which, it. Which, by the way, was not right around the corner. It was a drive out there. <laughs> yeah. It was a commitment. It was a very very big commitment for this joke. And it, it, it bit him in the ass because his dad caught it before we went to school. And he was like, hey, somebody uh, <laughs> so, somebody might be having a little bit of fun with you. Check out the front of your bumper before you go to school. <laughs> and we actually did take it off, so it kind of, kind of ruined it. But it was still hilarious. There were still many, many laughs we had on I our behalf. I think he still has that. Uh, it, the last time I think that... Uh, I was at his house. He had it like hanging in his garage. <laughs> so it's pretty awesome. That is cool. Just that this airbrushed cool. Ryan and Bruce thing. And yes. I remember distinctly Ben and I telling the guy selling it to us, like, we are not, not Ryan and Bruce. Thou doth protest too much. But if we were, he would definitely be Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We've talked about this too. And I think uh, it's true is like, so when you're, you're in your teens, you're like, my dick is this big and I am so not gay. And then when you get in your thirties, you're like, I have the smallest dick and I am so gay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's, it's amazing. It just turns a 180 on that. Yeah. Because you actually want to try to temper expectations as much as possible so that when the reality comes out, it's not that much of a shock. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? It's like, wait, I thought you had a, I thought you said you had an eight inch penis. Well, I mean, yeah, I did say that. Yeah, but, it's know. in my death. I was measuring from the asshole. <laughs> Yeah, I was measuring from the asshole. I like that idea. Uh, are you still single? Yes, sir. So mm-hmm. in the in, in ready to mingle. So in the room, you're the only one that would still go through that. Justin's got a semi permanent girlfriend that he doesn't have the balls to propose to. Oh yeah, does she try to push it? No. Ah, push it. <laughs> this is me changing the subject. No, I and dancing. Uh, I don't know. Well, no. In his, in his, um, I knew six months in that I wanted to marry this girl. It's just been another three and a half years, and I haven't done it yet. What's the benefit for either party? I understand that there's legal ramifications. What's up? Like tomorrow, if I got into an accident, yes. she would be able to make decisions. Yep. Do you have anybody right now that um, does? I guess it would be you'd have to have somebody that has power of attorney, right, to be able to have those same rights. Yeah. So I know. Uh, Tiffany, who has been on this podcast before, she was on the great episode 15, uh, her and her boyfriend, pause, pause, by the way, uh, Bruce was very complimentary to your, uh, gay flash fiction story. Flash fiction? 
but it, is that not what it is? Slash fiction. Slash fiction story. Uh, so just so you get the appropriate uh, waxing yeah. your car from him, he, he was very complimentary to that. Nice. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, thank you. I mean, I was... It may have, it may have uh, altered my next week just on how I looked at the world and definitely how I viewed you, but um, you should take that as a compliment either way. You yeah, I, mean? I do. There was no chance that I wasn't going to. Now, it's, it's not just about positive change in the world. It's about change in the world. You right. I mean, we just need to move in a different direction from where You take the good, you take them bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts the of life. facts of life, yeah. I don't facts understand that reference at all. It's There's the theme song to the show, The Facts of Life. I don't think I ever watched Facts of Life. Hold on, fun fact here. Do you guys know that Alan Thicke wrote that theme song? No. All right, He's that was a very dead. fun fact, though, wasn't it? Is Alan Thicke dead? He's dead. He died. Underground right now. Hmm. I don't feel like he was that fucking old, though. He wasn't that old, no. He was on, I think his last thing was he was on uh, the pilot episode, I think, of This Is Us. I don't know what that is. It's a really good show that makes you cry all the time. Hmm. Uh, you were telling a story. Yes. So Tiffany and her boyfriend, they've been together for like... 13 years or something crazy and they just they like are totally committed but don't want to do the marriage thing so they've like signed they've gone through the trouble of signing paperwork mm-hmm. to like basically be husband and wife just without the titles which to me is insane if you say i don't want to get married but if you don't, i don't want to get married because x i'm whatever that's fine yeah but you're almost but going through more like, effort not to be married like i want all the benefits but everything but the name like i want to walk right up to that line and piss over it but i don't want to cross it yeah and it's like okay see from my perspective i don't know again i'm a terrible person i haven't listened to every episode but you guys probably try not to get too political here i'm assuming well when tom's not here <laughs> we try not to my only argument would be that if, if you fundamentally do not believe in the concept as marriage is an institutional thing, like the government should not have any control over what marriage means and how it's defined as a legal contract, I could see saying bucking the system and saying, well, no, fuck you. I'm going to go out of my way to make all the exact same steps, but I'm not going to fall in line and say, oh, no, I'm just I'm, I'm going to fall into this institution that you deem as important. You know what I mean? I don't understand why the government's involved, why they're saying why they're defining marriage first of all it's a it's a ridiculous concept because marriage is a legal contract right but that's there, all it is to me that's all yes, it is that to is me. exactly what it is to me yeah. right so the fact that you wouldn't do it is retarded i hate using that word i was just gonna I say was, I, I love I the idea use that i love word, the idea that he was, but like, I was like i'm so passionate <laughs> that my filter is gone <laughs> I'm so I got like I got half of a phoneme into that word and went stop, don't. <laughs> My mouth was like burr, burr, burr. <laughs> couldn't do it. Couldn't so, stop. So going backwards, uh, my point for all that was you're in all likelihood the only person in the room that has the potential to still have that like initial fear of like I'm getting ready to show this person my yes. penis. Don't be disappointed. Yes. Uh, That's the number one reason I want to get married. <laughs> so I never have to do that again. Yeah. I never have to be like, here it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, because you know that the, the silent judging and like putting it, comparing it to everything else. Yes. That you've seen. That they've seen or but whatever. Here's, here's the problem, though. I try to talk myself up and say, as, as terrible as it sounds, 
I've seen way more penises than she has. That's actually a great yes. concept because you're absolutely right. My concept of what a penis, sh- quote unquote, should look like is very, very skewed. <laughs> like that dude's dick is as long as you know the the leg of that lamp. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm just like, no, that's normal. I'm the one that's below average. You know what I mean? So, I think that most chicks, that's all you got to do is just tell yourself you're still painfully insecure and you're still thinking oh yeah she's telling all of her friends about this tomorrow but the idea that um and and like you said earlier the older you get the less you give a shit to be honest with you you go the opposite direction of just like embracing it exactly well fuck this this is this is a story for later this is you know just something i can enjoy that doesn't mean you don't die a little inside every time (laughs) you think about it but uh, when you unzip and she goes oh I, that might be the only situation where I'd punch a chick. I mean, that, that might be the only thing right there. But uh, <laughs> I really love the idea that you've seen way more dicks than she has because that's a hundred percent true. Yes. yes, but here's the thing: she has the the number of dicks that she has seen. She has assigned point values too, in some sort of system. You don't know me, dude. So Sorry. So the uh, uh, I think one of the favorite jokes my wife ever did. Uh, was we were talking about Marry you uh yeah she's got me going on that one is uh, uh we were referencing our sexual partners right and uh and i'm number six okay for her and uh so i was giving her shit or whatever and she like, you're number one on this hand <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so proud of you for that one that is a that very was a, very good spin that, i like that a lot yeah exactly yeah, yeah we still will reference that or whatever um yeah, I still remember. Do you remember the the most uncomfortable I've been regarding these things is uh, we went to Pennsylvania. So a big group of us, me, Bruce, my wife, Ben, Tom Karosik. Not me. Uh, and I remember my wife. And <laughs> Are we in room? Sorry, that's an inside My joke. wife and I uh, were in the bedroom and then we came out and like Bruce and Ben and a couple other people are sitting there and they were like, just so you know. There's no fucking insulation in these walls, and we could just hear every fucking thing that was happening for the last two hours. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> uh, two hours. <laughs> but if I recall correctly, you guys were, this was like, I think it was very easily your first trip together, right? You guys were newly together. Probably, yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, nobody could fault you for it. I mean, there's sparks <laughs> going, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, we just, obviously, it was such a long drive that we just, gave each other shit the entire time of course i was i was pretty well the brunt of it for a lot of times in those early days you know what i mean you're pretty what the brunt the brunt of all the jokes sure and you know i embraced it because i had to (laughs) conceal don't feel (laughs) apparently that's the thing i say to every guest i don't know i was gonna say you keep doing that thing what is it again conceal don't feel i don't know it's from the movie frozen by uh disney i've not seen that one yet Silence. It's about an ice is it princess. A good movie? Huh? Is it a good movie? Yeah. It's one of their better ones. Not as good as Moana. Alright, so we're talking about Frozen for the next hour, correct? <laughs> we we did an episode on Frozen a couple of weeks ago. Rug Frozen. Different huh? movie. What is it? Rug Frozen. Is Rug the, Frozen? The ski lift. No, wrong. There's a there's another movie called Frozen that's like a horror ish movie. Oh, just Oh, you're, okay. So there's actually a movie called Frozen. Yeah, there cool. are two movies called Frozen. See, <laughs> let me let me break down this joke, okay? God, this is so much committed to this stupid thing. Yeah, 
Um, go backtracking a couple things. First of all, uh, first of all, the movie ever? No. Okay. No. Uh, I got, I got one, and then we'll come back to the. I'll do the other one. Okay. Uh, were you ever involved in one eight hundred Yes Mimi? With oh us? yeah, you were. I remember the the actual uh, the time I remember it because we used to do it on pay phones all the time because yes. it was a one eight hundred number. Yep. We were at a um, at the Coliseum or whatever the, the sports facility. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And uh, we were so stupid and so excited about how how ridiculous this was that we went to every payphone we saw <laughs> and just giggled like children. Dude, it was it was completely ridiculous. But yes, I do remember it. Yes. So we talked so, about it yeah, last week. We mentioned week. it last week, and I did I did some googling. Do you know what one eight hundred Yes Mimi was? No. Okay, so he sends me a message and says that it was a Japanese suicide prevention phone number. Oh, no. That we kept calling. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, I attempted to justif- to verify this with him. And I With I- me? You never verif- tried to verify it with me. I'm sorry. I tried to verify what corroborate what he was telling me. Mm-hmm. So I Googled this, and I found one reference to this on, and it wasn't Reddit, but on a comment buried in when someone was referencing mm-hmm. making phone calls or whatever. One time I even searched for it in quotes and that was the only time that I came up with that. So if you want to base your research <laughs> on what one internet commenter said buried in a subthread of some website, then that's what it was. The more that I think through this, I don't think that it could have been that because there's no way a suicide hotline is going to have a recording when you call. I don't it's remember. Japan. I don't remember it specifically, but there was a record. Like you had to dial something after you called in. It was it's Japan. It, They're used to like everything's a vending machine. They're used to interfacing with robots. So racist. No, it's cultural. It's not racist. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah, but you said it when you were pulling your hands against your eyes. <laughs> oh, that is terrible. Man. Why do you keep doing that? You've been doing it for the whole podcast. <laughs> Milk carton, Dolly carton. <laughs> what I've been trying to say. Um, so I don't. I don't buy that. I still don't know what it is, but I don't buy that. I assume you're seeing, you saw the same thing I did, unless you saw more validation to it. Yeah, that's all I, I saw. That, okay. well, but, that, but I saw nothing contrary to that. And the the way you described this was a random thing, and you said it sounded mostly like they were speaking Japanese. Yes, mm-hmm. seems plausible. It it is plausible. Do you ever do you have also, any recordings? No, ever. No, because I know a dude who speaks Japanese. I Yushi Cautalus. I told you I remember that part. Okay. It was something something and with that inflection. Something something Yushi Cautalus. I remember that. Right. Yushi Cautalus. I'm gonna Google try to Google translate this right this now. Is gonna be a Yushi Cautalus. Um, I'm sorry, but Cautalus sounds very not Japanese. Remember, this is coming from 15 years of yes. memory from me replaying yes. it in my head. What was our working theory back then? That it was a sex line because everything that was that we were calling was a sex line at 1-800 back in the oh, day? Oh, yeah. there was you know a, It mean? was a gay one Wait, that what? we would call. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that. There were, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want me to try this? Go ahead. Try it. Yushi Cautalus. I think I spoke too soon. Cautalus. Yushi Cautalus. Trying to go English to Japanese. I told it no, to go to Japanese. No, Cotalus. You keep saying like Liss, L-I-S-S. Cotalish. L-E-S-S. Less. I don't think that's a. Yushi Cotalus. Yushi Cartus. 
That sounded like she said Here, Yushi you Cuddles. Tap the microphone and speak. Yushi Cuddles. Isn't this fun? This is very, very fun. No, they... Nothing. It's not. Nothing is working. This is horrible. <laughs> Let's just keep trying it. This is... <laughs> Yushi Cuddles. Oh, did you see the little reflection there? It's gonna get it's gonna get real offensive here pretty soon. He's gonna start it with a oh. We're probably saying like the equivalent of the N bomb in Japanese yes, just yes. a thousand times. Absolutely. <laughs> just That's how they over. used to answer the phone. <laughs> That's how they answer the phone. <laughs> yeah. These fucking Americans. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, okay so cool. we finishing this thought. Hold on. University I of California st- Catalyst. That's the best I got with. It's the best I got out of this thing. So here's a, my last thought. Is you called me, you said I was an asshole for this thing, and I said from the very beginning, this is Saxophone Ryan's thing. Like, he discovered this, and we just followed. He discovered it? Uh, he brought it to us. Where Where would... I don't know the origin story. Us. I don't know. This seems like something that you would have... This seems like something that you would have found. Turns out it's a Japanese suicide hotline. Shut up. <laughs> was it M-I-M-I or M-E-M-E? M-I-M-I. Okay. Yep. But yeah, good times. Yeah. Good times. Uh, let's dive into Microwave Massacre. All right. All right, Bruce, give us a synopsis for Microwave Massacre. A synopsis? Synopsis. Uh. See, I'm going to want to... What are you doing? <laughs> we don't do like that. We I very don't consciously don't do that. Go ahead. I'm a bad podcaster. <laughs> I want to default to what the description was that I read, which is very simple, which is basically that a man gets fed up with the box lunches that his wife keeps packing him, so he kills her and starts to eat her. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. yeah. What are your overall thoughts? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I think that a big part of it is that it's right there in that sweet spot of an hour to an hour 30 where you can handle absolute nonsense at certain points and just bonkers shit and to be honest with you i think that what they did really well was they're legitimate laughs in this movie in my opinion i i laughed my ass off i think you were 100 percent wrong Go ahead. <laughs> top five worst movies we've ever. i need to rank these at some point yeah you can't top say that about five worst movie. movies we've ever watched so this is absolutely terrible but is so terrible that it's got this it's watchable, weird charm. Though. Is it not watchable? It's not watchable. I like twelve minutes in. I like wanted to stab my eyeballs out. Now when I, I okay, so after watching this and then watching the Greasy Strangler, five minutes into the Greasy Strangler, I was like, I get, I get the theme here, and I get what Microwave Madness was, and I think I understood when I saw the credits that. It's trying to be bad, but the Greasy Strangler is also doing that, and I feel like it nails it. Spoiler alert. And this is almost unwatchable. Uh, it is almost unwatchable, but almost. <laughs> See, I don't get that. I, I, I enjoyed myself, and that's what I was going to ask you, too, is how do you guys differentiate? Let's just say, hypothetically, you guys enjoyed the viewing experience, right? Do you, do you like boobs? I do. So that's it's probably how you got through it. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so you don't like boobs? I enjoy boobs, but they're like lower on the list apparently for my watching <laughs> capabilities. 
No, it was the... I loved every... I mean, I loved every part about that. So let me ask you a quick question. This a little sidebar here. I'm, I'm, um, I'm ignorant when it comes to the definitions of movies. There's three different terms that I really don't understand. There's, there's B-movie, I'm assuming, is a very wide genre, right? It's not even a genre, but yeah. And then there's exploitation and sexploitation. Mm-hmm. Does that fall under any one of these besides B-movie? No, I don't think so. No? no? Nope. B-movie, B it could. So B-movie B literally comes from at the drive-in. Uh, there would be an A movie, the mm-hmm. big movie that you're going to see, and the B movie, which is just the extra cheap bonus. It's right? not a thing that's meant to be like on a marquee anywhere. It wasn't made to headline anything. It was literally made as filler, as like for filler for double features. So it's a low budget that's trying to get, uh, just trying to provide entertainment, right. but not necessarily trying to make a good Correct. movie. Correct. And what it's turned into is something altogether different from that. Okay. It's turned into meaning either a low-budget movie uh, or it's turned into meaning something bad, which, again, the the fake genres like that are difficult to try to categorize because people use them in different ways. We've debated for 83 episodes now about what campy actually means. I don't think we've landed on anything. No, we absolutely haven't. To be fair, we haven't landed on what horror is. That's true. <laughs> Right, Russell has a very loose definition that allows this podcast. To I happen. don't know if this movie necessarily falls under horror. You have a guy cannibalizing people. Of course, it's horror. He's eating a hand. Yeah, that was very entertaining. By the way. <laughs> okay, one of my favorite. Okay, so I only wrote like five notes down for this movie, and that's one that I just now remembered when you said that. Dude, I'm telling you, there are legitimate laughs in this movie. First of all, and okay, maybe I'm a sexist. I don't maybe. think there's anything literally funny in this. Go ahead. You guys are retarded. Oh, we've oh. got two out of the three of us have dropped the R bomb. I, I didn't. I didn't. I got two syllables in. Right? <laughs> I caught myself, whereas you just powered right through. Um, no. Okay. So the very first scene, you guys remember? Not the first scene. The first shot. <laughs> is boobs. The boobs. My no, no, first no, no, note no, here is shot. boobs. No, no, no. Yes. The first, the first no, shot no, no. is a close up. Did you? Maybe okay. I saw a different cut. The first okay. shot. Yes. The titles fade through the microphone or microphone microwave. Into her face. It was a legitimately creepy head, was it not? I mean, that woman was horrible, and she had a horrible head. You are correct. I was legitimately startled by the head. I wasn't (laughs) scared, but it was a creepy thing. And then it immediately goes to this so over the top. That that first shot on the chick walking down the street just zoomed in on her tits. Yeah, it was 100% just boobage. Yeah. I laughed my ass off, dude. (laughs) I thought that shit was so... Fucking funny. Now, it verges off into something that I don't think it's explained in the movie. Um, so, of course, somehow her tits get put through a fence. Okay. I think that's a different so let's, person. Let's, let's we need to slow down. No, that's I think. the same person. It's Is it the same right? person? Yeah. Okay. So she's walking down the street and then she sees. That there is this conveniently <laughs> boob-shaped hole. It's How is this not funny? It's How okay. is this not funny? And so then she like puts her hands in there and peers in, and so then somebody walks up and pinches her butt. And that's all we see from that yes. perspective. And yes. then hey, her, hold on, hold on. She ignores that sexual assault. By the way, I does she? Because it immediately I don't know. cuts. I don't right. Know. It immediately cuts, and then. Like, her boobs have been placed through the hole. <laughs> Which had to have had help from somebody on the other side, right? Like, as the ratio of boob to yes. hole was cut so exactly these boobs. Yes. So there was a PA on the other yes. side of that hole to get that shot, grabbing yes. her boobs and lifting them through. Right. Okay, so <laughs> the 
her boobs are exactly through the <laughs> hole, and then they're like jiggling, yeah. and then they cut back to the other side, and it looks like she's being fucked, but like you can see almost all of her, and there's nobody there. Right. And she's fully clothed except for her blouse is open. Yes. Through the the thing, so I think, I think that the intent was that that guy basically walked up, pinched her on the butt, and then she was like, "Well, let's do this," <laughs> and then they cut back in a weird way. Or, but I don't know what happened in this movie either. because this movie <laughs> was like it was a it was a movie where nobody knew how to act. So, like, I feel like the script, the vision that this director had, who has no talent, but the vision that he had was, I'm going to make this intentionally bad movie, right? That is hard to pull off. I think when if we compare it to The Greasy Strangler, as we will get to later, that is 100% pulled off by good actors. Good actors playing stilted characters works. These people just look like they are bad actors trying their best. Yes. And that makes it awful. Uh, yeah. Every time almost anybody says anything, but uh, like the black construction worker. The token black guy in the movie. <laughs> is just god awful. So yeah. like, like I th- It seemed because the May, she says Quasine or something at, in, at the beginning of the movie. And I would just like fuck this person, uh, but then he is like super stilted, and I was like, oh, how did they not fire this guy immediately? Like, is no, this I loved is it, this dude. his friend or something? And it wasn't until later that I realized that that's what they were going for because his friend, the uh, Lenny to his Carl, uh, was fine. Like he, I think he might have been the best actor in this entire movie. Okay, hold on. We're talking about the white construction worker friend, right? The white construction worker that's not the main character or the really bad gay stereotype. Yes, he was definitely the best actor in the entire movie. The tall skinny dude. Yes. Yeah. But he also committed sexual assaults on this woman. Yes. By running up and rubbing his hard hat against her and referencing <laughs> a hard thing on her butt. Yes. And she was not only completely fine with that. Yes. She wanted to to proceed with mm-hmm. this physical yeah. relationship so he time. does he the, my favorite moment in this film is him that is so black they're eating their lunch black guy is the first to spot the boobs and so he's <laughs> like i have to bathroom 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 and he runs off and then white guy is like hey man what's going on and then he sees boobs also and he sprints. Comedy and as gold. he's sprinting, his hard hat flies off and his leg comes up and his foot kicks it and it goes flying. It's a complete accident, but it's my favorite moment in the entire film. <laughs> um, it was the one interesting thing that happened. That uh, wasn't boobs. So while they're working on getting their boobs, uh, Jackie Gleason. Uh, is That's an it, insult. What? That's an insult to Jackie Gleason. Isn't that who it is? No. Who's the main character? Is that his name? The character's name? No, that's the actor. No. No. Jackie Gleason from The Honeymooners. From The Hustler. Uh, this is going to be a reference you guys might not get, but he reminded me of Eddie Pepitone. Do you guys know who Yeah, Eddie is? Pepitone. Yeah. yeah. From uh, Puddin'. Very New York. Did you ever see Puddin'? Is, it, it was a dropping web- the G or was there not a G on there? There's not a G. It's oh. Puddin'. Uh, 
It was Matt Oswalt, Patton Oswalt's brother, oh, okay. wrote great. and was in it. It was a web series. And they were like, they came out like three three times a week on like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And they were like 30 seconds long. And they were the best thing on the really? internet. Sorry, Jackie Vernon. Yeah, Jackie Gleason, not at all. Uh, who is the voice of Frosty the Snowman. Yep. So the entire time I watched this movie, oh, all I could imagine. Oh, you recognize that? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Because I knew that I heard it so oh, every like, time. Happy birthday. Every time I hear him say anything in this movie, all I can think is, this is fucking Frosty <laughs> doing this. Um, <clears throat> so meanwhile, while they're getting their boobage, he's discovering what his wife packed him for lunch this day. Yes. And what she packed him was the world's biggest <laughs> hamburger bun. This is a 12-inch hamburger bun. Yeah. No, it's it's bigger than that. I don't 12 think was... and a half inch <laughs> hamburger bun. If anything, I know what half an inch is. Uh, and inside of this is fake lettuce. So first, fake hamburger bun that's huge. Yeah. Fake lettuce and an entire plastic crab. Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't see it as plastic, guys. I was fully immersed. <laughs> he was holding it by the crab. stiff legs. Cooking yes. crab, it would just immediately fall off. Those legs are meant to fall off. That is a defense mechanism of the crab. <laughs> he's just like holding this plant. Like he's showing us how plastic looking yeah, this yeah. shit is. And it's ridiculous and it's horrible. But when something is that bad, like you know that they knew it was bad. I can't. Yes. I can't. I can't argue with it. It took me a while to realize. Like I, like I said, it took me until the credits to realize. I think they knew what they were doing, but had no idea what they were doing. Dude, I feel like the first shot, I was on board with what they were doing. That that close up was not a close up. It was a fucking huge close up on Cleveland. Cleveland <laughs> called dude. an extreme close up. It's Read your filmmaking of, books. Okay, huge close up. Fucking huge close up. Fucking huge close up. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Cle- yeah. Huge close up. Um, I I vaguely re- so. Uh, do we get our first interaction with him and his wife next, or do we go to the bartender? We go to the strip club slash uh, and the the bartender. (laughs) I love this bartender. Annoyed bartender. And that uh, I feel like I could see him in a better movie than this. I would like this character in a better movie because he's just annoyed that people keep using him as a shrink and try to bitch to him or whatever. I hated him. Really? Yes. I think that's he's the opposite of what a bartender. He's the one person in the movie that's trying. Yeah, well, he no, is because trying. that's the opposite of what a bartender is. A bartender understands that in order to make money, you are. That, that's the that's, joke. That's the joke of that's the character. That's the joke. The whole point of the character. Right. I understand that. I understand. But what I'm saying is it's something you never see. You don't that's see That's the anyone. point that's of the, the character. That's the whole point of the character. Yeah, I understand that. But I still hated him. Because <laughs> You're just explaining this is how it is. No, I get it. I get it. I understand no, that. The movie wanted no, me to hate was him. Like this. The movie no, wanted me to it. hate him and I hated him. So the movie I succeeded. I, Yet again, of, I was sympathetic. I was sympathetic for him. Like not being a people person that has to deal with people. I completely got this dude and I loved it because he played like the hemorrhoid trump card. Like the people are trying to bitch at him. Yeah. And he's like, I only took this job because of my, yeah. <laughs> my hemorrhoids that, that I story. can't sit. I like this and he keeps going into these details and they're like, I don't want to talk to you yeah. anymore. And I was like, I might use that. I love the idea. And then of he using... has a little smirk. You actually get to see him smirk a little bit yeah. at one point. I love the idea of a hemorrhoid trump card. So Jackie Vernon, this guy presumably has drunk a lot of beer in his life, right? Sure. Has no fucking clue how to pour a beer. He just like turns it upside down. And yeah, I get it. There are, you know, like Guinness and those kind of beers that you want to do that. That was not one of those beers that I, you wanted. He just poured it upside down and it's like 
and like an inch of beer and seven inches of foam. Not since Brian Cox in Red have we seen someone drink a beer so horribly. <laughs> yeah. No, Brian Cox in in Red. That's how you drink a beer. That's the manliest way to drink a beer. <laughs> is I've, Red the, I've learned. the the semi recent action movie? No. no. Red. Though he is, though he is in that. <laughs> really? Red and he's in Red and Red Two and also Red. Nice. <laughs> is is this Red spelled R E A D? No, nope. no, it's oh. they're both they're both spelled R E D. Damn. Um, so then he, we, we meet his wife who is on this, like this quest to make fancy, healthy meals. Cuisine. And she, yes, she's got too much time in her hands. It fucking ruins this guy's life. Like yes. it drives him to murder and cannibalism because she is on this health kick and this fancy food diet. Yeah. And this giant refrigerator sized, uh, microwave, yes. which I don't know if you realize when he walks in, there's a tiny little box that says, Blah 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 microwave. It mm-hmm. would not fit in that box. No, it didn't. <laughs> that box was for like a regular size microwave. Mm-hmm. See, I can't tell. I think, and I did no research on this, but I think this this really did come out right around the time when microwaves became affordable, like where they started to become commercially available to everybody. What's and I think they probably were a lot bigger than they are now. I don't know if they were as big as a fucking oven. Sure. Well, there but, was definitely a time period where people are like, I don't need ovens anymore. I'm going to have right, a microwave. Right, which right. it seems like what she was going for the entire time. They, yeah, there they were never, buttons on it for poultry. There were they, buttons on they it They did this to like, the extreme. Yeah, but, they were like TVs where it was like in a big housing, but the actual thing was still small. So I this definitely did it <laughs> to it could the extreme. not ex- fit a person. No, this definitely did it to the extreme, and they were but like vanilla ice. But at the same time, I think that there was the mentality during this time, like this is the new thing, you know? Yeah. Was this made in the 70s? Because it came out in 83, but I know that the 70s didn't really end until, you know, Reagan, you know, won a second term, but... This has it a felt it felt very seventiesy. With fifteen hundred ratings on IMDb, this has a four out of ten. That seems high to me. It's a little high. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a three. Uh, so here's the thing: Jackie Vernon in this movie speaks in nothing but horrible punchlines yes. and jokes. Nothing that he says is a sentence at all. No, that's but that's not just him. Everything. Every single line every character says in this entire movie is, this is exactly what I'm thinking, or this is a joke. There's no, like, I get, like, subtext and blah, 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 like, whatever. They, would, they weren't even trying for a hint of subtext. The most subtext this movie had is when the neighbor was trying to dig uh, seed holes with a vibrator. Like, that's the most <laughs> subtext this whole movie had. I kind of do love that idea that she's outside with a vibrator trying to to dig a hole. Well, there's something that I I don't necessarily think falls into that category. When when she's first introduced, I think she's by herself, and it's right when she gets the microwave. She's doing an infomercial at one point. She's like, and this thing is going to solve all of my problems. I'm never going to have to use an oven ever again. Yes. And I think it was just all that, that played into the satire of it, too. I think that every, like you said, every step of the way, was literally just just something to poke fun at, whether it was good or not. They definitely reached a lot, but I wasn't. That wasn't a compliment or like this was their style. I was saying it's awful because of this. I'm saying what I'm thinking, or <laughs> I don't know platitude a about it that has a punchline. Again, it's not a serious movie though. 
Did you want did you want characters that you related to in a terrible movie like this, or did you want uh, did you want subtext? Did you want deeper characters that had an under <laughs> thing? You know what I, I mean? Okay, this is not the. Uh, this is not the episode for our guests to have not only watched one movie because ev- like everything I want to say about this movie is like but watch the greasy strangler and you see how to do it right like right I I understand what they were going for and they missed badly I enjoyed it uh, everything that he says sounds like Rodney Dangerfield yes. is saying it. A hundred percent. That's the first thought I had. Like when I when I heard him delivering, it was clearly when Rodney was like big and huge because his his setups and his punchlines were just like that. It also doesn't help me like this movie in that I never thought Rodney Dangerfield was funny <laughs> at all. You know what Rodney Dangerfield had? Charisma. Uh, okay, I'll give you that. Sure. Uh, oh. Hey everybody, we're gonna get laid. So I always, I always reference Rodney Dangerfield in that I always say I am not gay I'm a heterosexual guy heterosexual guy heterosexual <laughs> that's, that's a heterosexual with hemorrhoids he only fucks polyps <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> there's not a lot of men that I find particularly attractive but there's definitely men that I find particularly unattractive and Rodney Dangerfield is my example that I always <laughs> give because that was an ugly fucking dude yeah like, I see an average dude, and I'm just like, okay, whatever, that's just a guy. But every once in a while, I'll see somebody like, that is an ugly dude. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I think this guy's particularly attractive. And it doesn't mean you wouldn't have sex with him, but just yeah, on course. the eyes. You know what I mean? uh, on that note, like, I was just uh, Ryan Gosling. You know Ryan Gosling? Mm-hmm. It's dreamy, right? Uh, Do you know Ryan Gosling? Uh, you don't have to ask, like, another person like that. That is a question. That is a legitimate question to ask Russell. That is not a legitimate question to ask anyone else. Okay. Anyway, uh... So, do you know his band? No. He's got a... They came out with one CD in 2009. It's awesome. Uh, and uh, I was showing my... Really? Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Uh, is, it, is it as good as his acting? Uh, I think it might be better. I love good, it. because his acting is terrible. Fuck so. you. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, you're terrible wrong. Terrible fucking Go acting. watch The Nice Guys. Did you guys he ever see Drive? makes that movie. Anybody? I Anybody? love Drive. Right? Drive yeah, Drive is amazing. Movie. Terrible movie, terrible acting. Oh, fuck you. Nope. You're the one person arguing <laughs> against Drive and for Microwave Massacre. Yes. <laughs> That's a and good I stand point. By it's it. all stand coming by. together <laughs> now. Anyway, so I was showing my kids uh, like the, the videos of, like, uh, of Ryan Gosling performing with his band live, and I was like... I love him so much. He's so dreamy. That's your man crush. That's current man <laughs> Oh, crush. I do. Oh, I love Ryan Gosling. I sometimes get talent crushes, mm-hmm. like uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, he's awesome, too. He's amazing. I've, yeah, he is. You ever seen um, Manic? No. I might still have that. I might have it. I did have it at one point. So it's like uh, 17-year-old Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, like, I don't know if he tried to commit suicide. It's been a while since I've seen it, but he's in uh, a mental hospital or whatever for uh, problem youth or whatever. Hmm. And it's awesome. And he's awesome. He did. Uh, he made an acoustic version of Remix for Ignition. It is great. I don't know what that is. Sounds like it's a DMX song. My maybe my favorite hip hop song of all time. Damn it! I wanted to it's an R. Kelly song. What? It's an R. Kelly. Song. Is that the P guy? Did he yes. pee on the minor? He liked yeah, peeing yeah. on fifteen-year-old girls. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, nobody says that he liked it. He just did it. <laughs> right, so there's no, there's no, there's no time. piss on you. Piss, piss, piss. Justin pee, knows pee, my pee. thoughts on this. Are you into pee? Do you get no, pee? No. 
Is that something somebody would tell me okay, if they were into? I have a question. I have a question. If you were in a house and somewhere else in that house was a woman peeing and maybe you heard it just a little, would you immediately vomit? No, no, no. Okay. I, I don't I don't find piss re- repulsive, but I definitely do not find it attractive. He doesn't find piss repulsive. Mm-mm. He finds nope. women pissing. Oh, it's so Anything gross. that comes out of a vagina that isn't his penis <laughs> is the worst thing ever. Well, to be fair, and sorry, ladies, but... Um, it doesn't come out as pretty as it does out of out of the male organ. You know what I mean? It's kind of kind of a sloppy situation. That's you know what I mean? envision. I think that's the whole thing for me. I don't yeah. think I've ever actually watched a woman urinate, yeah. but I think that's the whole thing. Is like yes. I imagine it, <laughs> like if the roof started leaking right now and it was just kind of coming out everywhere, like all loose and just dripping down the walls, is what I'm envisioning happening. Like because here's the thing: I know it's not right. But in my mind, I actually envision them urinating out of the vagina, not the urethra. Right. Just like the <laughs> like a like everywhere. So it's like a shower head that just like creates a big wave, like a big <laughs> that's wider than their body. Like it literally defies physics. I don't know why we always end up talking. So about hold this. on, I do want to dig on that because though. Yeah, there's a book written about it. About what? <laughs> His fear of vaginas. There's a book written about his fears yes, in particular. We're in a book. Huh? We are in a book. We interviewed the author last week, so yeah. you should check out that episode. And we're in it. And who's the author, may I ask? Uh, he's from old London town. His name is Matthew Shaw. Matt Shaw. He's British. He's British. Oh. He says cunt a lot, and I like that. <laughs> but he means it in a, in a loving way. Yeah, cunt. Yeah. So how'd you guys meet a Brit, and uh, why did he want to write about you guys? No offense. Because he paid him to do it. Yeah. He's an author that I really like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Does he uh, put does he put unnecessary U's in his shit, though? I, he put a U in Justin and Russ. <laughs> it's weird. Like an asshole. Very unnecessary, dude. Um, microwave massacre? Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So he is standing on the couch. And he has a uh, he has a I kind of like that scene. Too. He has a newspaper in his hand. Yes, because she and, tells him not to sit yeah. down. Yeah, and then he imagines it is a samurai sword. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. And that he's that going to didn't kill her with it. it. Yes, that's pretty. That's dumb. fine. But that's the that's the point where it's kind of just saying he's about to break. He's literally losing his mind. Fine. Right okay. I'm I'm one hundred percent okay with that happening in this universe. But then it cuts back to just him standing on a couch with a paper in his hand, and then he just vibrates like I can't tell if he's like coming or having a heart attack <laughs> or just like that, that's literally the breaking point though I think that's that's all you could really make of oh, it sure but it's an actor and a shot that just he's just jostling for like 23 seconds on screen <laughs> yeah it was uh, awesome it was awesome they at this point, too, I also noticed... He also looked like he's trying... Like, he's like a bad at acting, and he's kind of losing his balance. Uh, he... The wardrobe person literally opened up a shirt out of the package. You know how they come, like, folded? When you go to Walmart and buy them, like, mm-hmm. folded in the package? They opened these shirts up to him and gave it to him. Because throughout the movie, every shirt that he wears is a button-down collared shirt that still has the folds where you can see how it was packaged really? into a square. Yeah, and then they just, like, put grease on him. Yes, so it's supposed to look like he's been dirty and working, but you can still see the squares where they just pulled it out of the package, right. and it was a brand new shirt. Okay, so then, like, your your 
part where uh, Boobs McGee comes back on the construction yard, right? And she is, like, super hot. She has, like, a really nice ass. She's wearing short shorts. Super hot. But there's one shot where I'm not, like, I wish that I was joking, but her face literally looked like Eric Stoltz from Mask. <laughs> like, That's I, it was super fucked up. And then they cut to another shot, and I'm like, oh. She's actually like pretty, but there's one shot where her the, this is the most unflattering shot in the entire world, like where she is definitionally a butterface. But then you cut back and like, oh, that's just a woman from the '80s. She looks fine. This is another ongoing theme with the podcast: is that uh, Justin and I talk negatively about how females look. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not mostly really Justin right now, guys. I, I said it's. Uh, it was an unflattering <laughs> angle. <laughs> It was crazy. Uh, I didn't see Eric Stoltz. Does, is, is he a common theme as well? What? Is that his name, Eric Stoltz? See a common theme with a podcast? No, Eric, he. Have you ever seen Mask? Yes, with Eric Stoltz and not no, I, the I Mask. I got the reference. I got the reference. Okay, but yeah. he's, he's a cool dude. He's a great actor. Okay, wasn't he? Was he the one that was uh, fired? Marty from, McFly. Yeah, yeah, for a week. Oh, yeah. shit. I, I uh, so she decides she wants to go to this hunky hunky construction worker because he's all buff and everything. And they're like, that's fine. Go get him. And she like touches his chest and he immediately is like, oh, my God, don't touch me. That's disgusting. No, but it was such a weird reaction because he shudders as if like it's not like he's embarrassed. It's not like it, it, he shudders as if like he's got a soft spot somewhere on his chest that she touched that he's really tickled. No, Bruce, or... you see, it's because he's gay. <laughs> I understand. He so had a, it's because he had a, he's gay. He had a physical aversion. And a to woman her. touched yes. him. But I get the feeling that oh. happens. I feel. <laughs> I, get, I get the feeling that happens to that guy all the time, though. Like yes. that's the the male equivalent of the woman that sticks her boobs through. In this universe, yes, women just stick their boobs through holes, and then me, women just run to grope this yes. attractive dude who happens to be working without a shirt on. Yes. And he's got a terrible aversion to any woman yes. that touches his chest. Mm-hmm. I love that scene as well. A plus. Uh, no. <laughs> A plus. <laughs> One of the worst scenes in the movie. Oh, I love it, man. Uh, so he decide uh, our main character. I just remembered there is a second black man in this movie. Because the movie is, is homophobic and racist. Who's the second we, black man? Uh, the guy who's driving the... Hey, will will you will cater your pagan rituals? And then he comes out and he's got like nose ring and like African garb and everything. Yeah, super yeah. Ra- the the super racist part that was that was that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so finally, uh, uh, he ends up killing his wife, right? Because Be- she's before that. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What is the geography of this house? Because he comes in from like different doors every scene uh one time they're going from the kitchen into the dining room and he just like magically appears from the like other direction the geography of this house doesn't make sense well whatever the porch is is not the same place as the living room and that kitchen with the giant microwave is not attached to that it's three different sets for sure yeah yeah i'm with you uh, they specifically call out there's a continuity person in this movie, and I wonder if that in itself is a joke. Some deep jokes. <laughs> uh, so he kills his wife. Uh, 
decides to chop her up. Uh, and the next day he ends up uh, accidentally eating her hand, which I know, Bruce, you were very excited about. Yes. Yes. Talk well, no, no, not, not just not the first time he eats the hand. So just a quick, quick breakdown. He's putting all over because, of course, when you kill someone, the best, the safest place to put it is in the freezer. Nobody's going to find it there. Yes. So he's putting all of her body parts in the freezer. Uh, he starts moving some stuff around, and apparently all the meat that he took out to put her body into, her arm falls into that thing, and he says, oh, this bucket full of frozen food, that'll turn into lunch tomorrow. I'll try this out, and he accidentally eats her arm. Well, he, no. Yes, but he he cleans it out, puts it in the garbage, and then presumably a few hours later is like, I'm hungry. What should I do? Yes. And then he goes to get the, the, the garbage meat. Uh, most importantly, every time he handles this meat, whether it's her meat or whether it's the meat was in the freezer, it is the most obvious thing that this is just chunks of aluminum foil because the way he handles it, the way he handles it, he picks up what would be the equivalent of like 60 pounds of meat in one arm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like styrofoam or something to shape them. No, like I made the same. Like I made the same observation. It's either paper with uh, with um, foil around it, or it's just all foil. I thought it was just all foil. Yeah, like somebody just, just put giant around. chunks yeah. of yeah. foil into it. Like, like he's got like a three foot like, section where he just tosses it. Yes, so exactly. Pressed, like, he pressed down on them. There was some resistance inside, and of that's it. why I say it was foil. It was more. It was foil wrapped. It was just a giant chunk of foil. That would have been a lot of aluminum foil. It would have been cheaper to put styrofoam or something in there. Nobody said these guys were smart. He knows what their but that bothered me was. more than anything in this movie. Watching him handle this meat constantly is what bothered me more than anything. Because it was he would ch- pick up these chunks that was like a solid thirty pounds, and he would pick it up with one hand and just move it, yeah. with no issues. Super frustrating to watch yes. this meat transferal. Okay, what the fuck is the hardware store clerk? Help me here. Uh. Oh, yeah. Just oh, the biggest yes. fucking weirdo in the world? Yeah. That was a really weird want, scene. So, but to be fair, why did Jackie Vernon show up to the hardware store to buy cookie sheets? Six foot wide cookie sheets. You got sheets. a six foot cookie sheet? <laughs> you got to have 10 gallon mason jars. Yeah, I love that line. 10 gallon mason jars. Come on, dude. And the dude gets legitimately pissed off like this is something that these crazy assholes come in at least once a week. Yeah, but here's yeah. the thing. If they do come in once a week for that, you're a bad businessman if you just yes. don't start exactly. stocking it. Exactly. Like, so exactly. he, he yells at him and tells him to get out of his store, and then the phone rings or something, and he's like, no, nah, we're closed, and closes it and like slams it down, and then like looks over and goes, ah, oh, it's just my reflection. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't really justify that scene a whole lot. No, but, that uh, was the equivalent of the hot dog vendor in the next movie. No, because the hot dog vendor is great. Mm. Uh, God, I really wish I would have watched the second movie so I could shit on you guys. It's so movie. good. I bet it's not good, dude. I bet it's not good. Uh, Comparatively, so the woman, <laughs> So the woman next door keeps trying to flirt, and she's obviously some sort of a nymphomaniac. Yeah. Uh, and at one point she says to someone, "If you, oh, no, 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 that's not her. Uh, he ends up getting a prostitute, and mm-hmm. she says, "Have you ever screwed in 3D?" Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that means. Me neither. Couldn't. Could. I think it means, "Have you ever screwed?" Because the world is in 3D. <laughs> That's but true. But she could have said in 4D. Maybe she just always wears an eye patch and doesn't have depth perception when she has sex. And then one time she didn't wear the eye patch and it blew her mind. I think that's a very solid hypothesis. Uh, so either this or another prostitute he kills, 
and makes a sandwich out of her. And yes. by means makes a sandwich out of her, I don't mean he cuts and makes a piece of <laughs> no. meat. Is that? A, I think that's a dream sequence. Is it a dream sequence? I don't. I don't want to believe that it because is. I want to believe that this is one hundred percent real. Because it's all like black background. It might be, but it's also po- you have to. It's also possible that's not, and it yes. really happened. Because what happens here is there is a five foot by five foot piece of bread that this woman is laying on, and he takes an eight foot long yes butter, butter knife. knife and a 50-gallon barrel of butter and smooths it over her. Mayonnaise. And then, uh, it was yeah, a belt. Belt. Oh, I'm sorry, mayonnaise. Because uh, you don't belt. put butter on sandwiches. And then he puts uh, the other piece of bread on top of her. And then he decides to cut it in half, and that's when she starts screaming. She didn't start screaming <laughs> when he's slathering 30 pounds of mayonnaise on her. He, later, they go back to that dream sequence or whatever, and like he just like cuts her open from like chest bone down. Uh, you're saying that that might be the same chick. He's just these are two different. Um, I've, I I think it's a dream sequence. Yeah. I think it's just a random dream sequence. In my in my mind, it's not. And that actually, like, he actually found somewhere to buy those things. Yes, they had the the six foot cookie sheet yes, wherever absolutely. he got that piece of bread. Absolutely. <laughs> so he kills a bunch of women. Blah 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 blah. He's he's feeding his he's feeding uh, the coworkers meat. Uh, people meet long pig as it's called i'm uh just reading the sequel to uh a movie about long pigs so you're reading the sequel to a movie uh shut up uh so the the fir- my, my favorite author my favorite book my favorite author is called succulent prey and i'm re- uh by rath james white and i'm reading the sequel to it now mm-hmm. uh and it's about it's the uh, shirt with this it's the book with the shirtless man yeah on the cover uh and it's about uh the first one's about like this dude who was abducted and barely missed when he was a kid getting killed by a serial killer. And now he's turning into a serial killer. So his mind, he thinks that it's a virus that he contracted. Now he's a serial killer. Uh, and he's hooking up with these people that want to be eaten. So he is giving them their wish, you Mm -hmm. know, like this guy's like, ever since I heard about Hansel and Gretel, I wanted to be in an oven and cooked and eaten. So he takes them up on what they want to do. What a nice guy. And it's awesome. Go mm-hmm. ahead. I'm sorry. You said long pig and I couldn't yeah, resist. What, what it's called. What's long pig? Long, long pig. pig is people. Yep. When you eat human meat, a lot of people call it long pig because it tastes like pork. Is that, do you guys do you guys know where this might have traced from? Like, it, Did it clearly start somewhere, but it's a very well-known term, though? It's like, you know how cow's meat or is called beef? Mm-hmm. Human meat is called long pig. Long pig. Okay. Because it tastes like pigs and we're longer than pigs. <laughs> That's probably all the thought that went into it. I'm telling you, I'm way smarter than I look. Like, I, I fucking knock it out of the park sometimes. Um, so things start to go poorly for our main character. The May's sister shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he... I feel like in the originally when they shot this, it was a death scene. So he sneaks up behind her and tries to stick bread in her mouth and misses 17 times. Amazing scene, dude. Amazing uh, cinema. I love, I love amazing cinema, he says. And then I think that she thought she was supposed to die because, like, the bread goes in and, like, three and a half seconds later, she, like, is limp in his arms from bread going into her the mouth. The average person can only hold their breath for three seconds, not three and a half. Hmm. That's it's science. like a goldfish's memory. Hold on, I might be imagining this, but in my head, it's a, a ciabatta bread. 
Uh, did he actually beat her with that Chibata first, and then he? Or am no, I making that up? I what I think is that it was left over. Nope, that's a joke. Never mind. That's that's from the other movie. It's going to reference a thing that happens in the movie, but it doesn't happen in that movie. Because cool. it's actually good. So I do want to backtrack a little bit because we were talking about the, the hand thing that I was referencing before is, uh, so he actually starts, it seems like what, what he keeps telling the construction guys is, well, I'm only getting better at preparing it. It's going to be even be, it's going to be even better tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. going to be better tomorrow. And it cuts to a scene where he's clearly creating a shish kebab. He puts a perfectly sliced tomato on there. <laughs> yes. He puts a perfectly sliced <laughs> pepper on there. And then he puts an entire <laughs> hand on there. I love that. That is funny, dude. That is funny. In a better movie, it would oh, be. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> uh, so he ends up meeting his demise because he has a pacemaker and he stands beside the microwave. Is that what happened? Is it not what happened? I don't know how this movie I did. They talk about pacemakers and microwaves and he's dead on the floor. I'm joking because they zoom in. He dies. They zoom in. On a thing that says, may fuck with pacemakers. Oh, really? And then later, when they're cleaning up, they're like, huh, this wire was shorted. Sure, anybody with a pacemaker around here sure would have got fucked up. I was going to I thought you were, I was like, how could I, is, did something not happen? I felt like they explained no, it. No, they say it seven times. Yes, okay, good. So all we're right, on the same page. Well, not... And you missed all of them. Yes, I did. I did. So, <laughs> you look exactly as smart as you are, I believe. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. Uh, overall thoughts, anything we're missing on Microwave Massacre, Bruce, before we move on? I enjoyed the uh, the credit sequences as well. It was all in French and <laughs> hilarious. All I know is, and now I've taken uh, exactly zero course. Actually, I took one French course. Didn't learn anything in it. But I do know that pan, P-A-I-N, is bread. And there was a credit in there for le pan. And I'm trying to figure out who the bread was. That's all it, I'm saying. It was, it, was the, it was Evelyn. It said Le Pen, Evelyn, and then her name. <laughs> I love it was, that It shit. was the sister. Yeah, and it had, I can't remember what all the other ones were, but there were jokes all throughout the credit sequence as well. I don't know. Enjoyed it thoroughly. I didn't watch the credits. They were bad. Sorry. <laughs> you just anything you're dude. missing I don't know why from you're Microwave that. Massacre? I mean, a couple notes that I skipped over, but nothing worth bringing up. Okay. Do we need to ask you what your overall thoughts were? <laughs> uh, another one that I wanted to follow up on is the pea shiver thing mm-hmm. that we discussed. Uh, Bruce, did you, if I said pea shivers, would that mean anything to you? Sure. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is Dumb and Dumber. No, have you ever personally experienced this i feel like i have yeah i feel like i have not not anything i can think of off the top of my head but where it feels so relieving <laughs> okay so i definitely googled this after this and i did not make this up there's like the maj- i know you didn't make it up yes. i think you made up the 75 percent. i found no evidence to back that up uh whatsoever okay i need to look for a number harder then because i thought you were questioning the existence of this phenomena no okay i just i I wasn't going to say, that thing you've experienced is wrong. You're lying. What are we talking about? You brought it up last episode when there was another guest, and now, and we were like, we've never had that. So now he wants vindication, mm-hmm. validation, because, you know, he's sad and pathetic. Whoa. Just got mean in here. Wow. It escalated quickly. It did. Uh, Justin? 
Yeah. Greasy Strangler synopsis. Uh, the Greasy Strangler is the story of a father and son and a serial killer called the Greasy Strangler. Overall thoughts? Uh, uh, okay. I could probably watch this again. I feel like I mostly enjoyed myself, and I incredibly respect this movie. I liked it. I have a one-word review of this movie. Can I guess? Go for it. What, what's your... All right, Bruce, what's the, the guess? The only thing I know about this movie, because I didn't do my homework, was watching a three-minute clip on YouTube. My one-word guess is penis. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. not a review, right. how I would feel. My, it sums it up quite well, but... <laughs> my one-word review would be exhausting. Really? This movie is fucking exhausting to watch to watch i watch i had to watch it in three different chunks and that was still 45 hours of film that i had to watch it is exhausting Uh, i'm gonna look at you bruce and tell you about it so in my opinion so (laughs) you be the tiebreaker uh, you who haven't seen it (laughs) uh why, why did it take three sessions was it because of timing or because it was literally hard to watch it was literally hard to watch in that individually the the way i would describe this movie is it's napoleon dynamite as a serial killer movie so you've seen napoleon dynamite so every character in this movie is an over-the-top absurd character Mm -hmm. i'm well aware that every character in a movie is a character but there is zero straight men or anything this is a movie that is attempting to construct a cult following so there's a cult movie right Microwave Massacre, for all of its faults, is a cult movie in that whatever it was doing and whatever it did, it happened to create a cult following. Right. This is a movie that from the very beginning set out and said, we're going to be wacky and goofy and try to do these crazy things and get a cult following. I could not disagree more. Okay. L- let me say my speech and then, I know. And then it's I, I just wanted to interject That's at that fine. point. That's fine. Um, every character is so much to take in the individually like when i start watching them and when i when you watched your little clips before we started this i enjoy them as individual characters i enjoy the little scenes i think this would have been incredible as a three minute internet clip that they put three minutes up up a week like one scene that they do it but for me it's like it's like eating a all of the icing off of a cake like it's too sweet right. and it's too much too to try yeah. to to consume at one time so i i can't do i could not watch this in one sitting because everything is so over the top and it would be the equivalent of just eating icing constantly See, for me I, I find that to be remarkable knowing how many terrible movies you've seen in your life that's remarkable to me knowing how many different movies you've seen in your life and how many terrible probably obscene movies you've seen in your life that you couldn't actually sit through. I'm assuming it's probably an hour and a half to two hours. It's probably not. It's an hour and a half. feels yeah. like 25 hours. <laughs> Do you feel the same? Ma- Microwave Massacre doesn't. is 77 minutes, and it felt like an eternity. This movie is an hour is an hour and 33 minutes, and it breezed by. Okay. I literally think everything that you've said is literally the exact opposite. So I've been thinking about this movie a lot today. Okay. Going, mulling it over in my mind. Uh-huh. And I think the thing that I compare this to, and I don't know if you have this reference, is Tim and Eric. Nope. Do you know Tim and Eric? Nope. Okay. 
So there's a show on Adult Swim. I don't think it's still on, but it was Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Great job. And so it was, it's Eric Wareheim and Tim Heidecker and Professional. Okay, so after I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, so Tim and Eric, awesome show. Great job. It's a skit show, um, you know, with skits that are like two to seven minutes-ish. Um, and they are very weird. All the skits are very weird. And in that two to seven minute form, I can't stand it. I know that it's good and I there's some of it that I really, really like. But I can't just sit down and watch an episode. It's like, it's too bad. It's I can't do it. But they made a movie called Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie, yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved that. And so what it is, is when they make a sketch... That's about a couple weirdos, and then they just are they're just put in there, like, uh, like that's all the sketch is. It's just here are these two weird characters we came up with, or whatever, or one weird character we came up with. When they had their movie, they're like, okay, we're gonna be these two weird characters, but now we have to we have to do some world building. We have to decide: are they weird, and the world is the same? Or are they perfectly normal in their world, or what's going on? And and uh, Big Ronnie and Big Bray are just totally normal dudes in this universe where everyone's name is Big something, Big Polly, and uh, like the convenient even the convenience store clerk's name is Big something. The only guy who's not named Big something is named Oinker, who because he wears a pig nose everywhere, because he doesn't have a nose. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess let's. You definitely, obviously, okay. have more positive my, feelings. My than first I note here is that I took it when there's the movie starts with them on the tour. Um, my first note is here. So far, this is delightfully weird. Uh, and then, uh, okay, I guess it doesn't start with the tour. The movie starts off with, uh, so it's about a father and a son. The son in his, walks through the house in his underwear. Who I think the performance of Braden is awesome in this movie. He's the best character. Yeah. Uh, I think all three of the main are great. Actually, I don't think there's anybody bad at their acting in this movie. Uh, I, I like Braden and Ronnie and Janet. I love the hot dog vendor. I think he's perfect. But my favorite character in this movie is the Indian tourist. I like the Indian tourist. So, Burdo. The, so what are you ju- saying? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Justin and I are going to reenact okay. the scene for you. Okay, we're not. We're. I'm going to use an accent, and I assume you are as well. But know that this is one of these characters is from Senegal, and one of them is from India. I wasn't going to use an accent. I'll let him. Uh, excuse me, sir. I see you were trying to buy something from this machine, but it's not falling out. What were you trying to buy? Chips. What type of chips? What are they made of? Purdo. I'm sorry, sir? Purdo. I'm having a hard time understanding you one more time. Purdo. I am very sorry, sir. Can you please tell me again what type of chips you are attempting to buy? Purdo. This is very embarrassing, sir. I am very, very sorry. Can you please tell me what type of chips? Purdo. One more time. Purdo. One more time. Purdo. Can you please describe to me again what type of chips? Purdo. <laughs> And he says, can you say it slower? And he goes, 
Burda. And there's like the, there's a third guy there, and originally goes, I think he's trying to say potato. <laughs> and, he's, and that's the whole joke, and it's amazing. I, and I'm fine with that, and I get it. And indivi- that's what that's my argument is like individually, I, I can handle these things. Like, and then the Gracely Strangler comes up and punches the Senegal guy in the face, and his face caves in. <laughs> okay, can we talk about the Gracie Strangler's look? Amazing. Whole fucking horrible amazing terrible so he's supposed to be a dude that chipped himself in grease okay he's naked and covered in he grease. is not naked he's he, ob- there's obviously a suit he is wearing sweat because he has no butt he is wearing sweatpants okay he's wearing sweatpants that you can see that there is a crotch to the sweatpants between his knees and his groin Ooh. but there's a fake prosthetic penis on the outside of said sweatpants why the fuck would they just not put this on a sweatsuit or at least tight sweatpants. I think that's just the part of it. It looks fucking terrible. I love it. I love it. I love. There's no. You're making me love this movie more than I think I I do. Because I I feel like I have to defend it. It is great. I love the fact that there is no degree of like talking about this. I'm just like dumb. And you're like, awesome. Like there's no, there's it's, it's like trying a piece of food and you're like, I like it. I don't. Okay. There's nothing for us to do at this point. So the movie starts off, uh, Ronnie and Braden have their own business. They run a disco tour. Uh, that's really bad. And so these three guys were on their first tour group. And I like I just took the note. These three weirdos are the best. They were my favorite characters in the movie, and then they instantly died. <laughs> uh, but also on that tour group was Janet, who yes. uh, who wins Bra- Braden Hart. Braden and and Janet go out on a date, uh, and they develop this. And uh, Ronnie's not happy. No, because he's jealous of his. Because all women are cunts. <laughs> Uh, so he's he's jealous, really, more of Janet than than Brayden, really. Like he doesn't want Brayden's time spent right. by doing that. Yeah. Um, Brayden goes around and and he he cooks his father food, but his father's constantly complaining that it's not greasy enough. It's not greasy enough. And that's I hate how much on the forefront they made it instead of being any degree of it's just. Like the opening of this movie is he gives his his dad coffee and he's like, "You think uh, you ever will like put some grease in here?" It's like, "Oh, dad, that's gross." He's like, "What? You want some like some greasy coffee? I think that'd be good." No, nah, dad, that's disgusting. You probably think I'm the greasy strangler now, don't you? What? No, you're a bullshit artist. See, like, and that's, that's the start of the movie. That's the other thing. I love the bullshit artist thing too, but I, I just. All uh, we're gonna keep going back and forth, but it just comes down to me like I cannot handle this in large chunks. It's it's, and the best analogy I can give is just it's all icing. It's all icing. Please go watch this movie and I will, like absolutely. And uh, go on Facebook when we put up this episode and in the notes, say Bruce says that this movie is great or Bruce says this movie is awful. Bruce is gonna have Bruce to make a Facebook page in order to do this. It's true. <laughs> or Bruce thinks this movie is just okay. I do want a little sidebar. I think I realize what this podcast is. I just have to figure out who is who. It's the Hannity and Combs. Combs? Combs. Combs. 
of, I guess, horror movie talk. I'm trying to figure out who's handling it. Way to reference a, a Fox News show from on. 2005. I'm I was going to say, I don't I'm even think that's job. a thing. <laughs> hold on. What other news show is quote-unquote one side and the other is the other side? There aren't any more. I mean, you could have said we're point-counterpoint from SNL. I don't, I don't, I don't Jane, know. Jane, you ignorant is. slut. You're talking about something that's way older than five, like 10 years old? Yeah, go back to 1975. Wait, if you're you, going to go back to 2005, you might as well go back to 1975. You can't have it both ways. You can't shit on me for a 10-year-old <laughs> reference and then pull out a 30-year-old reference. Yes, I can. A, <laughs> it's your show, you can do whatever you want. 40-year reference. B, uh, my reference was classic. Your reference was kind of obscure. And, no, and no, no, no. Everybody knows. Who no, everybody knows Hannity. Uh, yeah, everybody know. Everybody knows. All right, I knew Sean Puffy Holmes. I knew, I knew, uh, I knew his reference, not yours. And I'm the epitome of pop because, culture. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you barely knows what Star Wars is. Barely knows. You barely knows. barely knows. I'm from Joyzy. What can I say? You <laughs> barely <laughs> knows it. Use gays. Darth Vader over there. Darth Vader. Is that a uh, Star Wars reference? I don't. What? I don't think anybody from New Jersey was in Star Wars. I said that wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bruce, that joke was hilarious. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I liked it. I'm. You I'm come around on me. It's solid around. seven out of ten. <laughs> Wait, was there a joke there? I don't get it. Because he was, uh, guys, Darth Vader over there, because we were talking about Star Wars. Imagine turned into Christopher Walken. What is happening? That was definitely not Christopher Walken. <laughs> that was Christopher Walken. If that was Christopher Walken, that impression is worse than my actual Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> right. Okay. I don't know what uh, you, you, <laughs> you right, so guys. Again, I feel like the redheaded stepchild over here because I don't know anything about what you guys are talking about. I'm going what you, to What you got to do is watch the movie. Hey. You guys are both awful. Have I told you guys the two things? <laughs> that, that, was are, a, that was still a bad walk-in, but a better walk-in than whatever. <laughs> One is voices and two is people falling down. <coughs> Not funny. Wait, what's People that? falling down is fucking hilarious. Not in a movie. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie falling down. If it's a child fall, okay, yes, <laughs> the movie falling down is not hilarious. hilarious. No, it's, it's really that not. Is, I always if you, that's a good that's a good psychopath test. I always feel if like if they laugh, then you're like, no, I don't want to be near that. I always person feel like anymore. the movie falling down to me is like, you need to make sure you keep yourself calm, or this is where things are right, going. Right, right, shit could get real real quick. <laughs> like maybe it's like he just had a squirt gun. Yeah, like that's maybe the one laugh in that movie. Have you seen God Bless America? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's basically um, Bobcat. Netflix keeps telling me I should watch it. It's basically that. Bobcat Goldthwait making Falling Down. Right? That, that sounds about right. Uh, no, I'm thinking of World's Greatest Dad. God bless America. Who's in that? Uh, uh, that guy from Hatchet. And the girl, Hit Girl. Uh, quick, quick synopsis. Uh, hold on. I'll grab the movie. Who Who is the leading guy? God damn it! This is great radio. By the way, okay, I've been making, I've been wanting to make fun of you for. There's a movie up there that looks like it's trying to be badass, but it's called Fender Bender. Joel Murray. It's called Fender Bender, which is the weakest name of any movie I've ever seen. Okay, what's it supposed to look like? It looks like it's trying to be badass, and it's called Fender Bender, which is really weak. Fender Bender is like, oh, I got into a Fender Bender last weekend. So 
The concept of that movie is that there is a serial killer that will go and consciously get into a small automobile accident with you to get out, find out information about you where you live, and then come. I'm not saying it's not like apt to what happens in the movie. I'm saying the badass cover does not match that title. I didn't make that movie. I'm not offended. Okay. If you're trying to go for my, isn't that the the friend from Will and Grace? Or not Will and Grace. That's the friend from, uh, God, what was that show? He's in Hatchet. Isn't he the friend from, uh, what's the, I don't know Will and Grace. The show that's not Will and Grace, but it has the guy who's like. Cheers. Roseanne. (laughs) Married with children. Law and Order SVU. Rescue 911. Keep going. Name, (laughs) name shows. America's Got Talent. Step nope, by step, small wonder. Th- those are both shows. Uh, this dude looks insanely. Street rude. Sharks. That's I don't think that was a show. That, Street Sharks was Street. absolutely a show. It was. It was a cartoon, like it Wait, was Ninja what? Turtles, but sharks. Oh, I'm thinking of Street Smarts. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Dharma and Greg. You know what this reminds me of? I he don't... was the the best friend from Dharma and Greg. Yes, I he believe. was. Yes, he was. Absolutely. He's a good actor too. What this makes me think of is what was the Nicolas Cage in the movie? It's a superhero movie where he's with, with the little girl. That's obviously Kick Ass. Kick Ass. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, that's Hit Girl. Is it from the same Kick movie? Ass. No, it's again going back to the beginning of this conversation. It's Bobcat Goldthwait. It's falling down. <laughs> made by Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, it's falling I mean, down. There's a by... certain element of Kick Ass where they're you know he's kind of losing his mind and you know. Kick Ass. Kick Ass is a good movie. Kick Ass Two is a good bad movie didn't even know they made that okay back to greasy strangler uh so i was saying how exhausting it is and you were saying it was not and that it's delicious it's so good uh we do get a peeing scene in this movie of course i'm yeah. obligated to bring it up because you're watching the girl sit on i the wrote it down uh woman peeing exclamation point uh it's gross <laughs> okay I have a question about this movie. There's a lot of female nudity. Um, and like the woman has not a Hollywood body. But I don't... Is is the joke that she's kind of tubby? But I, I don't think it is. I don't think it's ever played to... No, I don't She's think, naked and a joke. No, no, not at all. 100% not that. It's okay. just these are our characters that are not traditionally attractive characters. Mm-hmm having a sexual relationship to be honest with yeah. you, and I know I have not seen the movie but that is 100% the impression that I got that, that that they're saying that these are real characters and this is them doing real stuff. I didn't I didn't the movie, I mean they're the not movie real does not characters. exist in reality. 100% does not. It is 100% our reality. It is they are normal people in their own universe where everybody's name is big something and it's this hyper uh stylized world where I could lose my license again. I want to let you know that I could lose my license for this. The hot dog vendor was great. Yeah, that's not funny. Nothing is funny right now. Uh, anyway, but no, I don't think that the joke was ever that this was a big girl that was naked. Good. That was never because I, I I was going to. I just wanted to make sure because I was going to call it out for having real people nudity, except for the obviously fake penises. Yeah. No. And no. like fake pubic hair. Yeah, no. whoever their merkin guy on this, I think he was running around like 
he was the most active guy on the set. There was uh, on the IMDb trivia. It was great. They said like the director at one point was trying to adjust like uh, Big Ronnie's dick in his pants, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. He didn't have the fake dick in, so he was <laughs> the director's just grabbing the, the big the Michael St. Michael's actual dick and trying to move it around in his pants. That's great that Michael St. Michael has uh, something close enough to that. Yeah, that so, he so would the think he was grabbing Michael, the prosthesis. The, the, the dad has a dick that's eight. 10, 12 inches long. Flaccid. Flaccid. And Believe the, it or not, that was all over the YouTube clip. Oh, I don't know how. Yeah, but yeah. seriously, the he- the entire YouTube clip was his dick. Uh, and his, Two-thirds his of the movie a, is his dick. And his, <laughs> and his son has a two-inch penis. Well, two inches is generous. That is generous. It's, and neither of them are circumcised. Yeah. So I wonder if Christianity or Judaism exists in this universe. Uh... You talk to me about what else you want to talk to me about because I just want to get to the ending. Okay, so you know how you get songs in your head? Both of this episode and the movie. <laughs> you know how uh, you get songs in your head? I do like this. The, the music is fantastic. Not throughout the whole thing. This the the theme of this is great. Um, there basically one. There's basically one song that plays every scene transition. Yep. And at first it was like, oh, that's cool, that's neat, and then you hear it a second time, like, oh, that's kind of cheap. Then you hear it a third time, and you're like, ah, oh, like, what are they doing? But like the seventh time you hear it, you're like, this is great. I love this. It's a playing the same music over and over again. At least I was. Uh, but the one thing that was in my head, like, had, that was I did some things with my body that were not pleasant there. That's an orgasm, bro. Uh, Clean that up before you leave. <laughs> and you shouldn't be ashamed of that, dude. I said it weren't pleasant. Nice. <laughs> uh... But the one thing that I have in my head constantly since in the last 24 hours. Bullshit hootie artists. tootie disco cutie. <laughs> hootie tootie disco cutie. Hootie tootie disco cutie. Hootie tootie disco cutie. It's great. Uh, this is a better movie than Micro Massacre. Yes. It's not, by the way. Spoiler for the end of the episode when we have to choose <laughs> which one. Right. Microwave Massacre is better. Uh, no! Absolutely. There's no way. Absolutely. There's no way. <laughs> absolutely. No. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a quick question. That, I don't understand this. When I'm I am thinking that this is maybe top ten movies we've watched in this podcast. You're insane. And Microwave Massacre is definitely top five mm-hmm. worst you guys movies watch we've some, ever like, watched. Some top tier shit. Like, have you guys seen Exorcist? And I mean, you've done long. No, we haven't right? done Exorcist yet. We have done Lawnmower Man, which for me is top tier, but I don't think for anyone else. I love the for me t- Lawnmower Man two is top tier. <laughs> I, I I might get kicked off the pod right now, but I have not seen Lawnmower Man. It's wonderful. That's fine. It's the best. Uh, go ahead. What else do you have that you want to bring up? Uh, Oinker is great. Oinker is terrible. <laughs> He is okay. Oinker is Braden's best friend. He constantly wears a pig nose. Uh, which Braden the old dude? No, Ronnie's the old dude. Braden is his son. Okay, big Bray. Uh, and he is wearing like weird ballerina shoes or something that Ron- Big Ronnie compliments him on. He's just like, I love this universe they've set up. The ending is weird. Yes, we need to talk about this. Okay, let's talk about the spoilers, Bruce. Okay, so Braden is like, I think my dad is the Greasy Strangler. Mm -hmm. What? Here's 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 the plan. They've argued over this girl. 
Yeah. Uh, she dated Brayden, then she dated the dad, well, then he, I she think, went back to Brayden. I think she dated Brayden, and then they hatched a plan for her to go over it, to run recon so that they could get him pissed off so that he would become the Greasy Strangler in front of them. Uh, which ultimately happens when they're yelling, Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie! Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie! And the Greasy Strangler reappears into the room and slaps Brayden up the face, outside the face and knocks him out and steals Janet. So then, okay, climax, Brayden finds the big drum of grease and is like, I can be the Greasy Strangler too! And dips himself in the grease. By the way, the Greasy Strangler is not a human being. He's like, he constantly, uh, he doesn't use words. Uh, he has superhuman strength. And uh, so Brayden becomes the Greasy Strangler also to chase after his Hear- dad, the Greasy Strangler. Hearing him try to explain this movie is like when somebody tries to talk to me about like, uh, uh, the Star Wars universe or the Star Trek universe right. or something like, well, you got to remember that he's a member of this clan, which doesn't get along with this clan because in the 17th century, they were diagnosed with this type <laughs> 17th of century. Mm-hmm. It takes place in a galaxy. It takes place a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, mm-hmm. a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So there hasn't been a 17th century there yet. And anything with a, uh, with a big backstory or a big canon to go on is what, Sounds like he's trying to explain. Yeah. So he he to he has to fight fire with fire and become the Greasy Strangler also. So he becomes a Greasy Strangler, runs into uh, a, a theater because apparently that's where he took her. This naked man covered in grease took a woman in her underwear into a movie theater to strangle her. And he's strangling her and Brayden walks up and... Uh, his the, his dad is like, you want to strangle her? And he strangles her, and her eyes pop out, and they eat them. So they bond. Yeah. Right? Uh, so they end up going into the... They go to, to get... They have a mutual enemy that they go to kill. Uh, they chase him down and kill him. His Braden's stepfather. Mm-hmm. Ricky Pickles. Hold Ricky on. Prickles. Prickles. Oh, damn. I was real excited. About that. <laughs> uh, and they get him... Then they see the actual versions then of their just, real they selves. They just become they become one with the woods, and then they're put in front of a firing line. But they're also watching them get executed, and then they get shot a bunch of times, and then their heads pop off and leak champagne and confetti, and then they run off and fight Sasquatch, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the movie. Justify this to me. I, I was going to. I don't say, have what's, to. What's the number one redeeming quality of this movie? It is so weird, but it the whole universe is weird. So it's I different. I, it's different than it's different in like it's consistent. It is meant to be bad and stilted, but it is incredibly well done. It's well made. It is well written. It is well acted. Uh, and I can totally get if it's not for you. Uh, because, like I said, that in three-minute chunks isn't for me, but apparently in long form it is. Yeah. Uh, see, I would say, as far as it being weird, the, the difference for me is this is weird by trying so hard to be weird, right. okay? Uh, as opposed to, you didn't do this, but last week we watched Troll, right? That's like 
weird and bizarre, but from like a place where it might make sense to them. This is trying really hard to be weird and bizarre. Like, did you ever watch? You're saying it's trying hard to be weird, but they're just writing a story that exists in a universe that happens to be weird to us. I think that's justification. That's like saying Troll is trying really hard to be a fairy tale. Uh, this is, I don't, I don't think that those are parallels at all. Do you, uh, I had a point and I was, I lost it now. Um, do you ever watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Mm-hmm. I thought that I liked that for like a couple of episodes. Did you, Bruce, watch Aqua Teen yes. Hunger Force? Mm-hmm. I did until I realized the only joke that it had was weird for the sake of being weird. That's the only joke that it made. Yes. And then Family Guy I used to like, and then it turned into the only joke that it had was repetitive, repeating something or making something go on too long. Mm-hmm. That's my argument for this movie is this is either weird for the sake of being weird or it's the only joke is, is that it goes on and keeps going. Um, I didn't like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It was okay. I, I couldn't watch episodes. But I did like Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. I didn't see that. I, I do want to defend family. I think it's a little more nuanced than I 100% know what you're what you're saying. I'm obviously simplifying yes. it. The when first I three say and a half seasons are great. And it's bad. Like I've seen some recent stuff and it's actually not bad. I think that uh, this is totally a sidebar, but I think that the same thing happened with Family Guy that happens to most things is once they get a certain amount of freedom, they overstep their bounds and they be, start to become not only random for random sake, but offensive for offensive sake. You know what I mean? And the jokes just completely lose all originality and all, you know, you know. But anyways, we're talking about movies. Sorry. <laughs> we'll have an interesting discussion off, off mic. I, I <laughs> felt like I had to defend one of, the, one of the most popular cartoons of all time. I felt like, you know, the world might not understand that it's, it's not a bad show. Good. Popularism, good. Justin, Microwave Massacre or Greasy Strangler? 100% Greasy Strangler. I would say 100% Microwave Massacre. Bruce, settle this argument for us. Oh, microwave Massacre that you or saw Greasy and enjoyed <laughs> for <laughs> some reason. Well, Hannity. Combs. God <laughs> yes, damn it. Yes, I win. <laughs> I knew I was going to piss somebody off on that one. but uh, uh, It's hands down. And it's not even close. Hands down Microwave Massacre. Boom. It's a masterpiece. I wish a masterpiece. Everyone should see this film. It is a film. All right. It's a very, very it's good film. It's awful. Don't watch it. The Greasy Strangler is a fun hour and a half. I will oh. check it out, though, and I will report. Go it. go watch it, because I legitimately think it's a good movie. I legitimately think it could I, be a fun hour and a half. It was split over uh, 30 different viewing sessions. Like, I legitimately think it's a, it's a good movie. It's not for everyone. Obviously, it's not for you or us. Uh, but I think it's great. Awesome. Um, I have no idea what the ending meant, though. No, no, I don't think anybody does. Um, next week? Next week. Let's do this. So, yeah. Uh, I actually sent you a Jam. little... Jam. I sent you a little snippet for next week. Because I was... Homo never... Aloha Brick? <laughs> so I Something sent, like that? I, I watched this already, and I took my notes and everything, and I sent him a, a picture of my notes, and I was like, not since Lawnmower Man has, uh, have I gotten into two pages of notes. So, uh, obviously, I'm excited to talk about this movie. I don't want to set the bar too high. I'm not saying whether it's good or bad, uh, but I have two pages of notes. Okay. First movie. First movie. Ugh. This is the collector's edition. Wes Craven... In every neighborhood, there's one house that adults whisper about 
and children cross the street to avoid the people under the stairs. So we have a neighborhood on Bruce the front. Bruce is nodding. Bruce, do you know do you know people under the stairs? Yes, very well. I watched it at way too young of an age. <laughs> <laughs> it fucked me up. Uh, we have we have a nice, pleasant neighborhood, uh, but there's a giant skull in the sky. So look out for that. Uh, Wes Craven's most satisfying movie. On the back, there's just a, looks like a mom about to stab her child in the face. So I think that that. I don't know if I want to jump into spoilers at all, but this is kind of like a horror podcast. I think that it's, at least for my recollection, this is a legitimately scary movie. Like, legitimately scary. Because the, the images I remember from it are haunting, but of course I was way too young. And uh, I was taking this all in as if this was reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, this Hold was on, update. The cover is of a house <laughs> with the for sale sign that's askew and a kid looking up into the sky. And in the sky is a giant lady with a knife and a child and a dude with a shotgun and some zombies trying to get into a house that's also the sky. It's crazy. So what is this movie going to be about? What are we going to see? Uh, things in the sky. <laughs> giant things in the sky. Uh, Bruce, you were saying that you like have memories of this legitimately bothering you as a kid? Yeah, there's there's some very haunting, haunting scenes. Um the entire concept, to be honest with you, as a child... Thinking, don't, don't tell us what the concept is, remember. Absolutely not. Good. But as a child, just trying to put yourself in any any one of the situations is a, is a terrifying concept. Um, now, I do have one question. Do you guys take requests on the show? We've never had one. <laughs> Give us one. All right. I, for, for reasons I won't go into, Shockma, I believe, should be, should be one Shockma? of the shows. Shockma? Yes. We'll do Shockma. All right. I know Shockma. Good deal. I know you know Shockma. We will do Shockma and Monkey Shines together. Do you know Monkey Shines? I have not seen Monkey Shines. We Shine. will do Shockma and Monkey Shines. <laughs> I got to look into I have a copy of Monkey Shines. I'll look into a copy of Shockma. Nice. I w- I'll be looking forward to that very much so. And if you look into the, um, this is one that I was fortunate enough to see like in a, in a screening, and he explained how a, a lot of the little intricacies and stuff like that. Of Shockma? There's some very, very interesting background of, of how they got certain characters and things in that movie to uh, to act the way they do. Yeah, so Bruce is a douchebag and lives in Texas where there's like Alamo draft houses, so he gets all of these awesome old movies that have the directors show up and do screenings and stuff. Yeah. Of. We have a theater where you can sit there, watch the movie, and eat mozzarella sticks. <laughs> well, we have that too, but I got to I got to actually see an interview with the uh, who, what's his name the um, the director the, one- the director of The Exorcist. William Friedkin? Yeah, about two weeks ago he, he came into the screening, which is which is really awesome. He's got a new documentary, which I'm, I would consider myself a little bit of a skeptic, so it's a little bit hard to get through, but it's kind of the idea of real exorcism and, you know. But the, they actually played the actual exorcist, and I don't care what anybody says, that movie still holds up 100%. That That's a great movie. Incredible. I would agree with that. We have, still haven't done that for reasons. Which blows my mind. Well, for off mic reasons. That's well, what I, what I was going to ask. He's seen you, it though. though. He's that, seen it. That's exactly what my question was. It kind of defeats the purpose, right? No, the, this is still a horror podcast about no, 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 horror. No, what movies. I'm saying is, you always have that in your back pocket. What you guys are kind of doing right now is he's he's exposing you to stuff. It's watching things. shitty things like Microwave <laughs> Massacre. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Microwave Massacre is not. It's not my fault if you don't have any taste, bro. Oh, okay. (laughs) We still have 11 freaking Jason movies to watch. Yeah. Um, So, People Under the Stairs, for me, is one of the uh, movies that we had on VHS as a kid. So, I watched that a lot. A lot, a lot. 
We need to watch more Leprechaun movies. Um, How many of those? We're not even to the hood yet. <laughs> are there like a good 11, 12 of those as well? No, no, no. There's six, seven, eight. There's eight We've only watched two. Three. You're counting that one as a Leprechaun? That's not a Leprechaun movie. Oh, you mean the one that's called Leprechaun? Yeah, it's not Origins? a Leprechaun movie. Oh, okay, my bad. Anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, we thing, still have another movie. Thing 1.5. For what? next week, uh, this is optional. This is extra credit. Criminal Minds season five, episode sixteen, called Mosley Lane. Okay. When I was trying to look up the name of Dharma and Greg, I couldn't remember the name of the show, but I knew that the main actor was in Criminal Minds. So I looked up Criminal Minds to hit his face to get to the show Dharma and Greg. Mm-hmm. So. Perfect circle, you guys. <laughs> My referenceometer might be off here, but I just wanted you were talking we, while we were talking off air about certain people's man crushes and stuff like that. I think she's on the show, but Paget Brewster, I think she's is she on Criminal Minds. I don't know Criminal Minds, dude. You I don't watch just, that show. What? Did I don't watch not, that show. So you 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 know one episode, or you just picked a random episode out of? There's obviously a reason that I'm saying to watch it's that extra episode. credit. So obviously it's. But how did you come up with it is my point. It's peripherally related to People Under the Stairs. I was watching People Under the Stairs. I looked okay. at the IMDb trivia and they said season five, episode 16, uh, people so, have so. said has strong people under the stairs ties. Oh, okay. So I watched it. I see what they're talking about, but it's not enough to like make that our second part of our episode. So if he watches it, we'll talk about it. Great. If not, I'll just say this is what was similar and this wasn't similar. Cool. Second movie? Second movie. Best American horror film in 20 years. Certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Didn't know if you knew that. Uh, from the creators of Evil Dead, Don't Breathe. Has Evil Dead been on? No. No. Because you've obviously seen Evil Dead. Uh, I have seen Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead the remake. I have not seen Evil Dead 2, which is Evil Dead 1, but better. Or Army of Darkness. Wait, 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 hold on. So he's not seen Evil Dead 2, but he's proclaiming that it's better than Evil That's Dead. what it's known as, is Evil Dead 2 is he, the better it's version the of Evil movie, Dead. the first movie, but with a higher budget. Anyway, just like everybody knows that Troll 2 is better than Troll. <laughs> I didn't know that, that is not true. <laughs> In my mind, it totally is. Uh, so it's, it is a young lady with both hands over her mouth, presumably to not breathe, but... She didn't cover her nose, so she's going to breathe. She's probably in a bathroom. <laughs> I, I had to use the middle stall today. And just like... Middle I had, stall or the middle urinal? Middle stall. So there was like dueling poops coming at me from both sides. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's another person in the sky on the back of this. Uh, and a house. And either a pretty sunset or, like, a deathly fire. So, yeah. Uh, don't breathe. What's it going to be about? You forget how I'm this works. I guess it's about I people not breathing. I was about to breathing. say the same thing, because <laughs> I already know how it's working. It's probably going to be about people trying their best not, not to breathe. <laughs> you're really trying hard now. Which yeah. movie are you going to like better and why? Uh, apparently People Under the Stairs, because it's apparently good. <laughs> I didn't say that. You've given up now completely. The I expected like, Justin, interesting things. I expect every time 
I look at a DVD case, <laughs> it is going to be that good of that movie that Nobody I can't can see what you're what pointing, pointing to at. From Beyond. From Beyond. I expect it to be as good as From Beyond or Dungeon Master <laughs> or something on that level. And they, they th- this isn't. I can't build a whole story around this. Mm. You know when I get a good cover, I break into like Pitchman voice, which, who's maybe from Jersey sometimes? <laughs> Did you not just describe what that could possibly be by your story just two seconds ago? Maybe it's about a girl that happens to have used okay. the middle stall and she's not breathing. Don't breathe because there's... What did you use? What was the term? Poop particles? No, dueling. Well, yeah, it was, there was dueling deuces. On, dueling uh, deuces. So on my periphery. Uh, all right, I'm going to start. I just came up with this. I'm going to ask you, what's our theme for next week then? How are these related? Uh... I'm going to guess that they are about houses with people trying to either get in or people are already in there and the real invaders are the people living there. One or the other. The real invaders? So if they live there, they're trying to go deeper into the house? No, that they are the invaders. That there's already stuff living there mm. and that these they're really it's it's going to be like an allegory of for the Trail of Tears. Justin, what that, else you got you for know. us? Justin, what else you got for us? <laughs> Justin. <laughs> I asked for him to talk, and that's what I get. Uh, I, I don't know why I asked this. Justin? Bruce? What else you got closure. for us? Oh, sorry. It's not been a pleasure. We're not done yet. Justin, what else you got?